if you would, to the book of Mark chapter 2. I want to get right into the word, and I want to um, begin to challenge you this morning um, for this month of, of March, just in case. I always like to talk as if nobody knows anything. We've got a plan this month uh, to, to fill this place on Easter morning twice, amen? On Easter morning, the April 1st, uh, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., you've got some cards there on your chairs uh, about that to pass out to people. We've got some others coming. Uh, I, unfortunately, when I made those cards, meant to put Easter on those cards, and so um, I didn't, and so we're going to make some more, but they'll work for today. And what we're going to do is, after this message, I'll give some more, more, more instruction, but we're going to take this whole month, March 4th, March 11th, March 18th, and March 25th, to do random acts of kindness. Can I get a better amen? Okay. That sounded, that wasn't Spanish. That wasn't French. That was English. Amen. Random acts of kindness. And maybe if you've never done one, well, here's the chance. Amen. Here's the time. So we're going we're gonna to have lots of ideas, and uh, I was trying to think of the easiest way to do that. The day we're living in of technology, I don't like to waste paper. I'm not a tree hugger, but I think it's a waste of ink and paper and all this stuff to, to just um, use paper when we have so much technology. So we have an email that's very common and very easy to use and very easy to remember that we use for a lot of things. We gave your giving receipts through it. It's on our website for if anybody needs information. And so it's called info at vwotexas.org. So that's our website, vwotexas.org. So you just have to do info at. And, and what we want to do is we want to have you email us with that to that email. And then we'll send back to you the information on a bunch of ideas of random acts of kindness that you can do. Uh, for the month of March, okay? And uh, the idea will be that we will take those cards and you'll see the different random acts of kindness. For example, buying a, p- a, a package of candy and putting that on there and just blessing some with it. That's just a, just a simple generic example. The idea is not just to give them an invitation to church, but to give them something or to do something for them. Or if you're at a restaurant and you're leaving a tip, leave a better tip and put that card there. Just something that's going to show that person the love of Christ with that card, and that will invite them to our Easter services. Does that make sense? So, so if you want those ideas, um, just send an email. I mean, I believe 90% uh, of the world today uh, uses email. And so if you don't, then, then that's not a problem. We will make sure you get that information. But I just felt like that was the easiest way to do it. So I can't. Why does it sound bad? Does it? All right. No worries. We're going to switch mics. Testing, test. Is that better? Is that better? Everybody says yes. Amen. All right. All right. I, I thank God for Chris. Amen. Chris is a blessing. That, he, he hated coming up here right now. I have to give me that microphone. <laughs> Amen. Now I got this thing on my ear for nothing. No problem. So, it's okay. I'm going to have help this morning anyway, so I, I, don't, I can use my hands. So, does that make sense? Send an email to me to info at vwo.texas.org, and then we'll give you that information. It'll make more sense after. So I want to talk this morning, next Sunday, and the following Sunday, messages that are going to challenge us to get out of our box, get out of our comfort zone, get out of our sometimes, not to say this meanly, our laziness, amen, our selfishness. We're very selfish people. You might not know that, but we are. We're born that way. 
We're born in sin. We're born selfish. We're born to think about ourselves. We wake up in the morning. First thing we think about without knowing it is what can I do for myself? What do I need? And that just happens, you know, automatically. And so we have to train ourselves to be conscious of other people. We have to train ourselves as, as um, I can't I think it was Brian. Brian was saying at the, at the prayer uh, to be like Christ because we're not like Christ on our own. Amen. And so we have to train ourselves that way. And so I'm going to get into a story in a moment here that I think is going to really help us. But how many would agree with me this morning that we've got a lost world? There's a lot of people that don't have hope this morning. There's a lot of people that need hope. They need Jesus. We have cards when you come in. We had some fine, uh, handsome young men holding those cards. One says, there's hope for your situation today. Amen. Another one says, welcome home. Amen. We've put that out on our signs. You belong here. How many know there's people looking for a place to belong this morning? Right now, all over this city and all over Crum and Sanger and all the surrounding cities in Denton, there's people that are looking for a place to belong. I got a such, such a sad email this morning, or sorry, a WhatsApp from my mother-in-law just to give you an example this morning. I don't think it was a coincidence that it happened that she sent me for this message I was preaching this morning. Uh, she said that in Costa Rica where my, my mother-in-law lives, Yesterday, just yesterday, a 12-year-old boy at, at a high school called Liceo, um, which uh, was actually a high school that I, I, one of our gyms where I played basketball was at, uh, so I know that gym very well. There's a train that goes by it, and she said that there was a bunch of uh, kids out there uh, yesterday at a game or at an event, and a bunch of them were teasing this young boy at 12, 12 years old, and then began to tease him so much that they dared him to jump in front of the train. And they just kept mocking him and messing with him, challenging him, calling him a sissy, calling him all kinds of names. That boy jumped in front of the train and killed himself right in front of those kids. What a tragedy. That boy is in eternity this morning. That's just an example of, unfortunately, things that are going on every minute around our world, right, where there's just horrible things for that boy to give in to the temptation to jump in front of a train, it wasn't just that he was feeling like a sissy. He was feeling like he didn't belong. He was feeling probably like he didn't have any hope. And so, church, we've got a, we've got a demand on us this morning, the Bible says. Jesus said in the gospel of Mar- Matthew 28, go. Can somebody say amen? He did not say come. He said go. Now, we are trying to get them to come to our church so they can hear the gospel and, and, and learn how to be a disciple and all that, but we've got to go get them, amen? We've got to go out of the four walls. We've got to compel them to come in. We've got to, we've got to show them the love of Jesus, and this is a way we're going to do it all month long. So I want to get into this story this morning in Mark chapter 2, very well-known story, very powerful story, and I'm going to give you a little bit of an illustration in a moment that will kind of help you uh, understand it better. So verse 1 of Mark chapter 2, give me an amen if you're there. Let's just pray real quick right before we read it. Father, we just ask right now for the next few minutes that you would anoint my words, that they would be your words. God, that you would anoint our ears, that you would touch our hearts. Father, that right now we would not be in the flesh. Right now we would not think 
as a carnal person, but we would think as a spiritual person. Lord, that you would arrest our minds to hear your word, that we would be transformed this morning by this word, that we would be challenged by it, and that it would bring fruit this morning, that it would bear fruit in our lives, and that it would cause us to be believers that walk in faith and walk in compassion and walk in love and walk in determination that we can do something to reach somebody this morning that needs the hope of Jesus Christ. And Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. You have no power and no authority over any person in this place this morning to stop them from fulfilling the destiny that God has for their lives. And we thank you for your word right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. I mentioned on Wednesday, just to kind of come into this as I preached Wednesday, a message called 1517 to Destiny. And it was off of the movie 1517 to Paris, which was a true story that's in the theaters right now, about three men who, who, who had uh, something come upon them in the face of danger as they were on their way from, from Belgium to Paris. And a man with 300 rounds of ammunition got on that train, went to the bathroom with a bag, came out fully armored in all his gear, and, 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 and had the desire and the plan as a terrorist to kill every single person on that train. 300 rounds of ammunition is a lot. There's 500 passengers on that train. And the story goes on without getting into the whole thing again that those three men stood in the face of danger. One man said, let's get them. They shot a person. That person did not end up dying. Nobody ended up dying. They subdued that man, and they saved 500 people from being killed that day because they acted. Somebody say act. Somebody say move. Amen. Somebody say action. That's what we need in our lives. We need more faith. We need more action. We need more movements, praise God, amen? That So that, that coming into this means that we've got a destiny this morning. We have our lives tied to somebody else. You might not believe that, but if you'll stop for a second and remember, somebody told you about Jesus. If you're here this morning and you're a believer and Jesus is Lord of your life, you, you probably, although it can happen, you probably did not know about Jesus through a vision. You probably didn't have him just appear to you as, thank God, he's appearing to millions of Muslims today in dreams and visions, amen? And they're getting saved. They're seeing Jesus as Lord and Messiah, but he probably didn't do that. He probably came to you through the voice of a person who told you about Jesus or through the voice of a person who shared their faith with you or invited you to church or shared their testimony with you, and that's why you're saved. So you know what that means this morning? That means there's some people outside of these four walls in your neighborhood, at your workplace, at school, at a supermarket, random different places that has your, your name on their destiny. And they will never know Jesus Christ if you don't share your faith with them. They will go to hell and, and live forever in eternity separated from God if we don't act. And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Amen? So in this story in Mark chapter 2, verse 1, we see, and again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Now, how many know this morning that Jesus is in the house? Come on, somebody. Does anybody know that Jesus is in this house this morning? Amen. I love, that's one of my favorite verses. He's in the house. Amen. And immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them. I like that too. Not even near the door. 
and he preached the word to them. Then came to him, bringing, then they, sorry, came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Can somebody praise God for that this morning? Amen. How many, how many remember the day Jesus said, Son, daughter, your sins are forgiven you? Come on, somebody. Maybe, maybe everybody in here is a saint, but I believe there's some people in here this morning that are real thankful that Jesus said, Son, daughter, your sins are forgiven you. Amen. Amen. What a blessing. That's better than being healed. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. The one thing I don't want this morning is religion. The one thing you don't, whether you know it or, whether you know, know it or not, you don't want religion. Some people say, what? Yeah, you don't want to be religious because this is what religion is. They said immediately, or they said, why does this man speak blasphemies like this? He said, who can forgive sins but God alone? Now, that's true. Only God can forgive sins. But they didn't know God was in the house. Amen. That's the problem. A lot of religious people, they, they believe they don't know he's in the house. They don't know he's right there in front of them. That's why they killed him. And it says, but immediately when Jesus, verse 8, perceived in his spirit that they reasoned within themselves, he said, why do you reason about these things in your heart? It's always a heart issue. Which is easier, he says. What is easier, to say to this paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed, and walk. Now think about that for a second. How many that that's that's the key right here to this message. He said, he said, Your son, your sins are forgiven you. So that's words coming out of his mouth. How many I want you to say that right now with me. Son, your sins are forgiven you. Was that hard? Easy. Easy to say it. And so he said that. Now we know biblically and spiritually that when he said that they were forgiven because he was Jesus Christ, he was God in the flesh, and so he had the power to say that. But they began to mock and say he's blaspheming, and this is, how is this possible? And, but then Jesus perceives in his heart, and he says, okay, I, I get what these guys are trying to say. They, they, they say. They're saying it's easy for me to say his sons are forgiven. Let me show them something. The world needs less words and more action. Right? We, it, not, not, not that we're saved by our works, but the Bible says my faith without my works is D-E-D. I know that's not spelt right, but I just like to say it like that. Amen. It's quicker. Dead. Amen. How many know our faith without works is dead? If we don't have faith, it works with our faith. If we don't have action behind our faith, it's just words. And so the Bible says that you show me your, your faith Without action, and I'll show you my faith with action. And faith with action is better than faith with words. Don't you want to see somebody share, share the faith of Jesus Christ to you in your life, but show it in love, show it in compassion, show it with action, 
I, when I was in Costa Rica, I, I remember so vividly, um, and, and some of you know and some of you don't know my testimony of, of being in Costa Rica. The, the, you see me up here preaching and being a pastor today, but there was a time in my life where I didn't want anything to do with church. Nothing. A lot of you don't know that. That's part of my testimony. I didn't want anything to do with church because I got sick, and not that, not, not that I didn't believe church was important, but I got to a place in my life where I saw that the church, and I mean the church generally, that the church didn't have any action in it. It was all words. It was all religion. It was everybody just saying they loved everybody. We can say that all day long, but we walk out of this building this morning and we don't show the love of Jesus Christ to somebody. We're a bunch of hypocrites. Can you say amen? It goes beyond just talking about God. It goes to showing the love of God. And if we want to see a revival in our lives, we've got to get beyond talking about our love and we've got to show it. I'm just staying here for just a second before I move on because this is important. So I'd be in Costa Rica and, and, and seeing the need. And my wife and I went down there uh, on our own with, with, with Destiny or Kristen being about three years old and Destiny uh, in my mother, in, my, in Carla's womb. She was pregnant with her. We went down there on our own to start a ministry. We began to work with kids on the street. And we began to, to go out and give food and give clothes and, and minister to these kids in places that the police would not even go. Dangerous places. And I remember one time I got interviewed by the news, one of many times, to God be the glory. Uh, the news was out there. They saw what we were doing. And uh, the name of our ministry was Hands of Love. Hands of Love. And they said, why is your ministry, and in Spanish it was Manitas de Amor. And so it, they asked us, why did you name it that ministry? And this, at this time in my life, I was a missionary. I believe wholeheartedly in Jesus Christ. I believe everything I believe today, nothing different, except, like I said, I had an issue with the church because I was frustrated that I could not see uh, any churches want the people that we were working with. I couldn't seem to find anybody. I didn't have a church. We, weren't, we didn't pastor a church. We hadn't started a church. And I was, me and Carla were out there winning these people to the Lord hundreds at a time. There was times we'd have a 1,000 people in an open lot. Picture our parking lot back here in the back of the front. Can you imagine seeing a 1,000 people outside, hands raised, praising God, ministering to them through the kids, getting saved, moms and dads crying? It was a powerful thing. But all that happened because we went. But then once we got people saved, no churches wanted them. Couldn't get them, to, couldn't get them followed up on, which is why God began to call me to pastor. It's one of those things. Here's the thing. It's one of those things we need to do. If you have a need and you, don't, if you're, if you, see, you see a need and you don't feel like anybody's meeting it, don't talk about the need. Fill the need. Come on. Oh, I wish they'd do this, and I wish I'd do that. They'd do that. Well, you do it. That's what I did. God said, stop talking about the church and become the church. That's why we started a church. So you have to be of action. And they said, why was the name Hands of Love? And I'll never forget. You know, I, 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 I really don't have, I'm not just being honest. I really don't have, I don't think, the greatest memory. I forgot a lot of things. I mean, things I wish, I, I, I'm not one of those great storytellers, I don't think. I, I, I talk to people, I'm like, how in the world... My dad sometimes remembers dates and hours, and, and, and Kristen's that way a lot of times too, although it seems like everything happened to my daughter at six years old. Every story she ever tells, she was six. 
So, amen. We always joke with her. She'll start telling a story and we'll say you were six, huh? She said, yeah, I was six. Amen. She had a good memory that year. Amen. But I don't have the greatest memory, but this particular moment being interviewed by these cameras of the national TV, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. And the camera's there and they said, why hands of love? And I said, because a lot of people have love, but they don't do anything. And a lot of people, a lot of, men, a lot of uh, foundations and charities have hands and they do stuff, but they don't have the love of Jesus. And there's your two sides. And I said, we need to be hands of love. That's, that's the call of a believer, church. Not to be a charity that, that, that just feeds because, listen, they're great. Those are great things. People that, 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 that do the water wells all around the world. People that, that give food. People that build houses. Those are great things. But what good does it do if they don't know the love of Jesus Christ? They will perish and go to hell. And then on the other side, you got people who will come and tell you all day long, hey, Jesus loves you. Hey, Jesus loves you. And, as, and this is what God spoke to me in Costa Rica. As I was telling those kids, Jesus loved them. They were hungry. They were, they were dirty. They didn't have any clothes. They didn't get toys at Christmas. So the Lord started saying, you want to tell those kids you love them, tell them that you love them, but give them something at the same time. Come on, somebody. Are you with me? So we have to be people who have, are, are men and women of love and of action. So getting back to the story here, where would I leave off? Verse uh, 9, 8 or 9? Nine? 9. So he says, which is easier? Say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or say, arise, take up your bed and walk. And so he says, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just going to talk to you about my power. He says, let me show you, verse 10. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He says to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, went out in the presence of them all. Can you imagine that? And, and they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. Amen. Well, can you imagine what that man felt like that day when he went home on his legs? Amen. Now, just for a moment this morning, I want to give you a little illustration. Some of our praise team freaked out and thought I had gone totally batty this morning, that I'd just gone totally, totally, totally crazy about our decorations in our church. And so, can we get rid of the carpet? That's just an illustration. My wife was the first one. So, but just to interject something here that just is, is, is neat, um, we, had, we had a couple come by yesterday, and they're, they're here, Mark and Brenda, not to embarrass them, but they're here this morning. Um, met them yesterday. They came by on their motorcycle, and I was walking them around, and I, and I shared with them that even though I'm a Nike and Jordan guy, I like to wear shorts and, you know, tennis shoes, for some reason, this is my, this is my taste right here. I love rustic. And, and when we first moved here, I have proof of this if you ever want to see it. When we first moved here in, in, in 2008, um, we went out, we, we, you know, we came and got a house and everything, and we came back with money from buying our house and everything, so we bought all new furniture and everything. And so we went out to this place out on 380, and the first piece of furniture we ever bought is in my office right now. It was our, it was our TV uh, entertainment system, and it looks just like this. So it's just proof that I've always liked this look, 
and that God really answered my own requests when he gave us this building, beautiful building. So I don't really care if any of you guys like it. I love it. Amen. If you like it, then praise God. If you don't, you can, you can just praise God because it's not going to change. Amen. And, and this particular carpet is a carpet that I've always wanted. I didn't really realize it. You know how you have like a desire in your heart? I always thought it'd be cool to have a cow on my floor. So now I have one. This is in my, from my office. But Danny, I want you to come up here. Danny's going to be the, the picture this morning of, of a paralytic in this story. I want to just give you an illustration. And he can walk right now, but you didn't see that. So just go ahead and lay down. And now you can't walk anymore, okay? Scoot all the way back. You're going to be a good. All right. Just relax. Just think of clouds and wind. and Just fall asleep if you want to. You're about to go to sleep. There he is. Out. All right. So, so here we have this paralytic. And in the story, I don't know if you noticed in the story, it said there was four men. Four men that, that took this, this paralytic man to where Jesus was. We saw that a lot in the Bible where there would be a need and, and people would hear about where Jesus was. And they said, if we can just get them to Jesus. That's the title this morning. That's what we want to have in our, in our minds and our spirits. We've got to stop looking at the world we live in and saying, wow, it's so sad. Wow, it's just, it's so, hey, you're not supposed to move. You, have to hit you. You, you, can, you can move your head, though. You just can't move your arms and legs because they don't work right now. Okay. <laughs> if you have to itch, let me know. I'll itch it for you. Amen. We look and we say, man, that's so sad. That's so messed up. I wish that was different. We've got to stop doing that. We've got to start realizing if we can just get that person to Jesus, they'll change. Stop talking about the problem. Start becoming the solution. Amen. If I can just get my brother, if I can just get my mom, if I can just get my neighbor, if I can just get my friend to Jesus, everything will change. Amen. That, that's got to be our attitude. And I hope this sticks inside uh, of your spirit and your mind this morning if we can just get them to Jesus. But there were four brothers. Don't, I'm not mentioning necessarily they were blood brothers, but I'm calling them brothers this morning. And there were four men that said, you know what? I'm so tired of seeing Danny like this. I, I, don't, I, I don't want to see him on this, in this condition anymore. And I don't really know what the order was, but I'm going to tell you the name of these four brothers. And it doesn't really, really necessarily matter the, the order, but one brother's name was Compassion. That was his name. His name was Brother Compassion. And that brother, he, he saw the need. And Donnie, I'm going to ask you to come up this morning. I'm going to ask you to be Brother Compassion. And you see this man and, and, and your friend, and, and you're tired of seeing him like this. And, and you're moved with compassion, and you're saying, what can I do for you? What, I just, I, I don't want to see this like this anymore. And, and so you'd think, man, if you hear about this man, Jesus, that's healing people, you hear that, that people are, are being, that are blind are being healed, people that can't hear are hearing, people that, are, that can't walk are getting up and walking. And so you hear about this great man, Jesus, and you hear that he's close by. Something comes into you out of compassion and says, I've got to get him to Jesus. The problem is, is you can't do it on your own. If you were to come in right now and grab that corner, and don't worry if you can roll, you know, if you need to squeeze it up or whatever, 
and you began to try to get him someplace, he would fall off. Because, I mean, you could, you could pull him here in this little area, and he would, but if you were to try to get him outside and take him down the road, he would fall off. You can't do it by yourself. So we have brother compassion. Amen? Then another brother we have, his name is Brother Love. He, 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 he loves this, this man so much. He thinks about him all the time. He, he wakes up, and this is going to relate to some of you this morning. You might have somebody, you probably have somebody in your life, or more than one, that you think about often, that's in, in a great need. Maybe, they're not fi- maybe they are physically ailing. Maybe there's a spiritual void. They don't know the Lord. Maybe they have an addiction to some kind of, of drug or alcohol. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe you're estranged from them. Whatever it is, all of us right now are thinking of somebody, and, and a lot of times you might wake up every day and think of that person think, man, I wish they were better off. I wish they were healed. I wish they were, I wish they were at church. I wish they were changed, and we all have those people. And so there's a love. We wake up every day and say, man, God, I love this person. Let me give you a verse real quick for compassion as you're taking notes. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulation." That watch this, we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort in which we ourselves are comforted by God. So as, as compassion comes on us, we say, God, you've been so compassionate to me. You've been so good to me. I've got to share that compassion with somebody else. See, when we begin to think about what God has saved us from, we cannot any longer sit back and just be people who talk. We've got to become people of action. And then we have Brother Love. Uh, Jacob, if you'd come up here this morning and be Brother Love. The Bible says in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31, listen to this. And you shall, and many of you know this, they said, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind and all your, somebody finish it, strength. He says this is the first commandment. Love God. Now just to interject this here for a second, you can't love anybody else till you love God. A lot of people try to love and they don't love God. You'll never get relationships right if you don't love God first. Get your life right with God first. Then start worrying about somebody else. Okay? So do that. That's the first step. He says that, that's first. Then he says, once you get that right, he says the second is just like this, that you shall what? Love your neighbor. It, that, that's tough because he didn't just say love your neighbor. He said love your neighbor as yourself. What would this world look like if we would love others as much as we love ourselves? Amen. If we would treat others as we want to be treated. Isn't that the golden rule? That needs to come back. That needs to get popular again. That I would talk to somebody the way I want someone to talk to me. That I would treat someone the way I want someone to treat me. That I would act with somebody the way that I want them to act with me. It's common sense, but man, it goes a long ways. So Jacob is moved by love, and he comes over here and tries to grab the other side. uh, Donnie, Mr. Compassion, tries to grab that side. And you guys just go ahead and try to pick him up a little bit there. It it might work for a little bit, but it's going to be a little bit off balance. See, all they're doing is going in circles. 
And we haven't, we haven't practiced this at all. Amen. And they didn't have practice in the store either. Because they, they said, man, Jesus is over there and we got to get him there. We got to get him there. So we've got brother compassion. We got brother love. And these two brothers are saying, man, at least I got somebody else with me here. I'm not on my own, not by myself. But, man, we, we got to get him out of here and we got to get him to where Jesus is. Amen? This, this is the call of God in our lives. So we need some more help. There's only two brothers, so they're thinking, man, if we could just get two more people to help us. Now, there's, there's some truth here. that Sometimes we have to just move on our own. Sometimes we're too much waiting for somebody else to help. And we just need to act. Okay? But there are times and situations where I can't act or I can act, but I'm not going to be effective by myself. That's why we always say, that's why the Bible says two's better than one. That's why the Bible says that, that we can do more together. He basically says one can put a thousand to flight and two can put ten thousand to flight. So there's power in numbers. And so we, we, we say, man, I want to try. You know, they're already tr- they're trying to do this by themselves, but, but they can't. So then we have this, this, this need this morning of some faith. That's the other brother. Someone's got to come along and say, you know what? This is an impossible situation. I don't know how in the world we're going to get this guy right, but I'm hearing about people over there that are paralytics just like Danny that, can get, that are getting healed. We've got to get him to Jesus. So, so brother, uh, faith comes along. Casey, come up here and be brother faith for me. He said, oh, yeah, absolutely, amen. Do you have faith that Danny, if he got to Jesus, could be healed? You do. So you're seeing Brother Compassion who's saying, man, I'm tired of seeing him like this. I, I, I'm moved this morning. I want, I want Danny to be healed. And Brother Love over here is saying, I love this brother so much. I want something to change in his life. But they're kind of stuck because the Bible tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible. So we see, we see that faith comes in and says this. Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen? Faith is what moves mountains. Faith is what says, look, physically, there's no way this guy's ever going to change. Physically, there's no way this is ever going to change. This is impossible. And, and, and we've, but, but faith says, yeah, it can. Something supernatural can happen here. We've just got to, say it with me, get them to Jesus. If we can just get them to Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Now, a lot of things happen with faith, compassion, and love. But there's one element. There's one brother who's busy right now, and we need him. We need him bad. This might be the biggest one. And I'm going to probably... Probably, if I was a betting man, say that most people in here don't know who this brother is. And I'm not saying that mean, just saying you're not thinking of him. Because sometimes we get so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good. There's a, there's a need here. There's a miracle maker over there. To get the need met, get compassion, love, and faith to move, we need a brother called Determination. We need a brother to come along and say, hey, I can make this happen. Amen? 
You guys, I, I, I'm, I'm moved by your compassion. I see your faith. I'm so glad you love him. But we've got to physically get him from here to there. Come on, somebody. We're, we're stuck on the, oh, I just wish someone would touch this man. Oh, I just know God can touch this man. Oh, I just love this man so much. And you know what? He'll stay paralytic for the rest of his life. And we'll stay here till next week unless we move him. Amen. So, Brother Determination. I don't even know who, I, who Brother Determination is. That's the problem. Because I had these three brothers picked out. Does anybody feel real determined right now? Is there, is there a, a man that could pick? Oh, there, there we go. All right. There's a man that's determined right there. So, so these three guys, Brother Determination, have been talking for weeks about doing something for God. They have been just moved by the messages. They have, they have fallen in love with Jesus. They're super excited about everything God is doing. This man has got faith that moves mountains. I mean, they're, but the problem is, Brother Determination, is this man physically cannot get to where they need him to be on his own. And it's down the road. Jesus is over there. And they are just back and forth. Man, I just so moved by compassion. And he says, I just know God can heal him. And he just says, I love this man. And they've been doing that for like weeks. And I am, I'm kind of tired of, of just watching them talk about that Jesus can heal him. And I love the love of the brother, but he's just, he's just all love. And this man over here has gone through 25 boxes of Kleenex. We need a plan. So Brother Determination comes in and says, look, I know I don't think I, even, I, don't think I have as much love as you do. I don't, I'm, I'm definitely not as moved as you. I don't ever cry. And I'm, I'm not even sure my faith is that great, but I have an idea. If we will physically each grab a corner of this and work together, I think we can pick this man up and we can take him all the way to the house, and we can get this man to Jesus. Amen? Now, now, go ahead. Go, now, let's get some exercise. Let's go all the way around. Amen. Let's, this is good. Amen, right here. Well, I never thought that cow, that cow never thought he'd move again. And he's moving faster now than he did when he, when he was alive. Amen. He's got a purpose. Amen. Is somebody getting something? It's a visual. I, I believe every single one of us have some of these elements, and some of us have maybe an element that we're stronger on. Sometimes that one thing that's the most lacking is let's just do it. Let's just do not Nike made it famous. Let's just do it. Amen. Go ahead and go ahead and place him up here, right here on the stage between the two speakers. That's fine right here. Amen. You guys did awesome. Amen. That's good. Now, brothers, you guys got him all the way to Jesus. And the reason I have this tile here is if, uh, if you want to look in Luke chapter 5 later, write it down. I believe it's 16, 19. Luke chapter 5, verse 19. This is the cool thing about the Bible. When the Gospels tell stories, they all tell it from a different angle. Sometimes people think, why are their stories contradicting? Why don't they say the same thing? Because God made it that way. It's a puzzle. 
And in 519 of Luke, there was a very, very clear picture of we would, we would, we would be in here this morning. We'd think, how in the world, you know, just looking here, how in the world would they have got that man down through the roof? But the Bible says that as they got into the house and they saw that it was full, that they, they, they were really perplexed and bothered because they thought, man, we have, we have had compassion, love, and faith, and brother determination got us over the hump. And here we are, and now we can't get inside. And you'd think they could go to the door and say, hey, Jamila, could we, we've got a sick person over here. Um, Marissa, we got, can, can you guys uh, let us in? You'd think they'd say, yeah, for sure. But she's got a heart condition. Her arm hurts. Nicole's got, you know, some sickness going on. Dwayne's definitely not moving because he needs a touch from the Lord. Amen. And those people aren't moving. They went and not, you know, hey, our brother over here is paralytic. And, and Dwayne says, join the club. That's why we're here. We're here because we're sick too. We need Jesus just as much as you do. No one moves. So now Brother Determination again sees, and if you can go look at pictures later, you'll see how houses were built. The roofs were flat. And they saw a little stairway to get up. And, they, and, and he had a crazy idea. Now all of a sudden Brother Determination has some faith. We can get him up on the roof and just drop him down into Jesus. Right? And now the paralytic's thinking, guys, I'm already paralyzed, amen. I don't, I don't need to be more, amen. And the, here's the reason I brought this in, and I thought it was cool because we're out here in the country. Our owner of our, of our land has just about everything you could ever think of. This is a tile, and the Bible says in Luke 5.19 that they removed the tiles from the roof. This is kind of what the roof would have looked like made out of clay. And they removed the tiles. And can you imagine being in there like we are right now? And all of a sudden, dust starts coming from the roof. And all of a sudden, you start hearing, you start seeing some sunshine through the roof. And there's men up there. And all of a sudden, you begin to see this, this man dropping down into the, into the house where Jesus was. Amen? And Jesus said, son, your sins are forgiven you. And those guys back in the back started mocking, as you saw in the story. And he says, okay, fine. You don't believe what I say? Let me show you what I can do. Is it easier to say your sons are forgiven or is it easier to heal somebody and make a paralytic get up off the ground? He says, son, get up off the ground in the name of Jesus and go home. And you can do that. Yeah. And do me a favor and take your bed with you. All right, go ahead. Because now you're excited. Roll it up if you want, however you want to do it. You're excited. You, 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 you don't need that thing no more. Amen? It's just take it with you. Amen? And brother faith, brother determination, brother love, go ahead and go. Get out of here, man. Go home. Go, go run, tell your mom and dad you're healed. Amen. Brothers, thank you. Amen. He don't know what to do. He's, he's never walked before. Amen. So, so there's a visual, church. We need faith. We need love. We need compassion. And we need determination. We need to say, you know, because, church, we've got everything we need this morning. There's another, there's another message you could preach called, it's, it's in the house. We, Jesus is in the house, but there's another message you could preach called, it's in the house, meaning everything you and I need to com complete the, the call of God on our lives God's already given us. 
Amen. Sometimes we think, man, we need this, we need that. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? We have it. God has equipped us. And by the way, determination is Philippians 4.13. That brother said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. So if you think back about, about these verses, that if I'm, if I'm comforted in my tribulations, I can comfort someone else's hurting with the comfort that I've been comforted. If God has loved me and I love him with all my heart, all my mind, all my soul, and all my strength, then I need to love my neighbor as I love myself. And then I need to have that faith of, of, of that, that evidence of the things I can't see that I believe if, 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 I, just, if I just express that faith, God's going to do it. But I've got to be determined. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but I, w- I would be uh, probably right if I said that a lot of us, that's an area we lack, is that determination. And, and, and sometimes, maybe we have some days better than others, but we lack the determination to say, you know what? If no one else does it, I'm getting this done. If, if, if no one else preaches, I'm preaching. If no one else goes, I'm going. I, I, I think it's sad to say, but there's, got, there's probably some people here this morning who don't have the go in them. But we want that to change. And if you love Jesus and you let Jesus come into your life, it will change. Because he will compel you. The love of Christ will compel you to do something. Maybe you're here and you're a person who has faith. You say, you know what, I, I believe God can do this. I believe God can change lives. I believe. But you don't have love. That's an area you struggle in. You know why you struggle in it? Because you've never been loved. Maybe you grew up with no love. You grew up with no compassion. You know it's hard to give something you don't have. I've always believed that. You can't give something you don't have. And if you grew up maybe in a home where where there was no love, there was no compassion, then then it's kind of hard to give that out. But once Jesus comes in, he'll give you that love. The Bible tells us in 1 John, I love God because he first loved me. So I I receive that love and I say, Lord, I'm recognizing through this this message this morning, I, I really believe that God can change anybody. If we can just get them to Jesus, God can change them. But, man, I lack determination sometimes. I lack, here's a word, follow through sometimes. I'm good at starting it, but I just can't seem to finish it. I'm good at having an idea, but I just can't quite put the idea into action. You know what? That picture this morning, here's an exciting thing. It's rare, not saying it doesn't happen or can't, because I want them all, it's rare that someone could have all those qualities to the full max. Rare. I believe all of us have some of them. I want to have all of them. I know that. I've got a desire. That's what's so beautiful about the body of Christ. Because some of us, in an area where I'm weak, you'll be strong. And in an area where you're strong, someone else might be weak, but that strength of yours makes up for their weakness. And and your weakness is made up by the strength of somebody else. Is somebody following me here this morning? And we all bring our strengths and our weaknesses to the, to the kingdom of God. And God says, okay, you're a little weak in that area, but here's your strength. Use your strength to make that other person's weakness strong.
Some are, some are really organized. Some are really determined. Some people in here are, are, are go-getters. They're going to get it done. Some, some people are, 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 are people who just have so much faith that they can literally tell that mountain to move because they know that God will do it. Some people are so full of love that when they speak to you, you feel the love coming off of them. It resonates in their life. So we have all these different pieces in here this morning. And as a church, if we'll come together and love our neighbor this month. Now, I'm not just saying this month. I'm talking about starting something, keeping it continuing. But if we'll have a focus this month to really get beyond ourselves, God will do great things. Amen. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes this morning. All over this place, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, as we close out this service this morning, just begin to let the Holy Spirit speak to you and minister to you right where you're at. Just begin to let the Holy Spirit, I believe He already has, uh, speak to the area in your life where maybe you need strength. Maybe the Lord's telling you right now, man, daughter, son, I, I've given you my compassion and, you, and you're moved by compassion every time you see a, a, a need or a video and you're, you get teared up, but, but you don't follow up with that compassion. You don't do anything with it. Maybe you're here and God says, man, you're sure good at loving people, but you need to do something with that love. So maybe the Lord's telling you, you've got a lot of faith in me. You believe anything's possible with me, but you need some more love. You need some more compassion. You need to care about people. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You gotta show them. Maybe someone here in the Holy Spirit saying, Son, daughter, you're one of the most determined people I've ever met. You have got a, a, a straight line to get something done, but you're also like a bull in a china closet. You make a mess because you don't have any love. You don't have any compassion. You just go and go and go. And so all of us have these different areas, and, and I don't know what yours is. I know the areas that I, I need to be strengthened in, but I do know this. I want, I want to be a man of compassion. I want to be a man of faith. I want to be a man of love, and I want to be determined to be an example for Jesus Christ this morning. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what, all these things sound great and the Holy Spirit of God is really speaking to me right now, but I'm not born again. I've never said the prayer of salvation. I've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive me for my sins. And today, I want to be born again. Today, I want to be saved. Today, I want to give my life to Jesus. You know, if you notice in that story, church, Jesus was more concerned about his sin and his eternity than he was his paralyzed body. It wasn't by accident that he said, son, your sins are forgiven you. Because that's what God is concerned about this morning is our heart. If you're here this morning and you were to pass into eternity this morning and breathe your last breath and you don't know where you'd spend eternity, today's the day of salvation and you can just lift your hand up right now where you're at and say, would you pray for me this morning? I need Jesus. I need salvation. That's me. Just put it up and put it back down. I, I want to be born again. Amen. God bless you. I see your hand. How many more? That's me. God bless you. 
I want to be born. I want to say that prayer from the bottom of my heart. I want to make sure that if I passed into eternity today, I would meet Jesus Christ as my Savior and not as my judge. You might think, man, I, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've, where I've been. You don't know what I've said. I want you to know that Jesus loves you right where you're at. He's not expecting you to clean up and then come to him. He wants to take you just as you are right now. He wants to accept you right now just as you are. If that's you right now and you do not know Jesus Christ and you want to know him now, just say, that's me. Put your hand up and put it back down. I want to be born again. Amen. Maybe you're backslidden this morning. Maybe you you knew the Lord at some point in your life, and today your, your, your faith is wavered. Your life is going back to that old way. And today you say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm coming home. I'm coming back to the call that you have on my life. I'm coming back to do something for you. Maybe that's you. Just put your hand up and say, I need prayer this morning. Pray for me. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. That's me. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. I want to say a prayer over you, over you at the end as a church um, and, 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 and speak life over this, over this message. But just real quick, if you're here and you're, and you're not sure today, if you're saved and you want to be and you meant that when you raised your hand, just, just do me a favor and step out of your seat and come down to this aisle this morning. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm trying to help you understand that you've got to make a confession, a public confession of your faith. I, I, I've always preached this and I always believe it. The Bible says if you deny Jesus before man, he'll deny you before his Father in heaven. But if you confess him before man, he'll confess you before his Father that's in heaven. He'll say, that's my child. I know him. I know her. I'm, I, I died for that person. That They gave their life to me. They confess. So quickly, if you raise your hand, just step out. I'm going to wait just a few more seconds, and then we'll move on. Just quickly step out. I can't make you step out, but I know I saw hands go up. Amen. You say that prayer this morning, and I want to open up the altars in a moment as we begin to sing this song. Amen. And if any of this message challenged you this morning, if any of this message touched you this morning, I want you to deal with the Lord on that this morning. Amen. I want you to talk to God. With that, about that this morning. Amen. I want you to deal with that in your heart. So let's begin to sing. And as we begin to sing this morning, I just want to give you the opportunity. I, I believe the Lord spoke to you this morning in, in an area of your life. Faith, compassion, love, determination. You might be here and say, God, I need all four of those and a whole bunch of other things you're speaking to me. Amen. Here's the good news. He has everything you need this morning. As we sing, the altars are open. Service is not dismissed yet. Let's just take a few minutes in the presence of the Lord as we sing.
I want to use my faith that you've given me this morning, God. My one desire. just worship him this morning at this time of the altar. Let's just all wherever we're at just talk to God. Just bow your heads and close your eyes and do business with the Lord this morning. We all need him this morning. We all need his help this morning. We all need his direction this morning. We all need his hand upon us this morning. just to receive this prayer. I want to pray over us this morning as a church. I want to pray over us for these areas. I don't need to know what area you're lacking in. I don't need to know what area you're strong in. God knows. But I want us all to walk in those four areas. I want it to be a challenge for this entire month that we would examine ourselves and and you would already probably know some of the areas where you're strong and some of the areas where you're weak. And we would say, God, in those areas that I'm strong, make me stronger. And in those areas that I'm weak, make me strong. And, 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 and allow the Holy Spirit to work on us so that we can walk in those four areas. Compassion, love, faith, and determination. Well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Nobody does it with me. 
I'm going to love even though no one loves me. I'm going to be compassionate even if that person doesn't deserve compassion. I'm going to have faith even if it seems impossible because that's the moment to have faith. Those are the four areas that if we'd work on them, God would do amazing things because those are areas that are contrary and opposite to our flesh. Amen? It's not normal to believe in something I cannot see. It's not normal to love somebody who's not lovable. It's not normal to be compassionate towards somebody when they don't deserve compassion. It's definitely not normal to be determined when our flesh is lazy and doesn't want to do anything. We just want to be fed. We want to be given to. We want things done for us. So all those things are against our nature, but they're God's nature. And and if you think about it, those are the four things that moved Jesus to the cross. Those are the four things that caused Jesus to go all the way to the very end. And how many are thankful he completed the work? He finished the work for us this morning. It is done. It is finished. We just have to walk it out. Father, this morning, from the, from the left to the right, from the front to the back, I pray for every man, every woman, every teenager that's here. And I ask this morning that you would put into them everything that they need, everything that they desire, everything that they lack. Father, you said if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask and you'll give it to us. Father, you said in your word that our faith without works is dead. Father, you said in your word that you loved us first and that's why we love you. You said in your word, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength this morning. Father, I speak the word of determination. I speak the word of compassion. I speak the word and the spirit of love. And I speak the word and the spirit of faith over this congregation, over myself, over our leaders, over our workers, over our church. Lord, over the new converts, over the ones that have been saved a long time. I just pray that we would walk in these four areas. And God, we would get people to Jesus this morning. That we would know if we can just get them to Jesus, their lives can be changed. Their lives can be transformed. And devil, we tell you this morning by the power and the authority that God has given us that you cannot lie to us. You cannot deceive us. You cannot come against us. And all of your powers are are worthless and powerless against the blood of Jesus Christ. And the word of God says you've given us power to trample on serpents and scorpions and all authority by Jesus Christ has been given to us. And we walk in that authority this morning. And Father, we declare a revival of souls from the north to the south to the east to the west. And God, we're going to see people coming in that are needing help and hope and love and faith and compassion. And we're going to give it to them, God. And we're going to show them how much we love Jesus by our actions, God. And we're going to put our actions into work, Father, and into faith and love and compassion. Lord, I speak that over us this morning. And I thank you for the fruit that we're going to see over this next month. Just as we've been seeing miracles financially, just as we've been seeing miracles physically and spiritually from this 21-day fast, we know we're going to see a harvest of souls come through these doors, Father, for your glory and honor from every walk, from every every social status, from every size, God, from every place you're going to bring them in. And we ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's sing this one more time. Lord, I need you. I need you this morning. And just seal it up with this worship this morning. 